Hey everyone, welcome to today's YouTube live stream. Great to have you here. We are going to be live for the next two hours. Going to be having lots of fun as we go and share the glorious news of the gospel with people on Omegle. You guys get to be a fly on the wall as that happens today. And please do say hi in the chat if you haven't. We'd love to see who's tuning in. Now, today is a little bit different stream than usual because it's that time of the week when we pair up with one another, listen into each other's conversations, give feedback, encourage one another. We call it team training. That's right. Look how excited the team were there. <laughs> Paul had a big close-up on his eyebrow. That was funny. <laughs> All right. Yes, we are excited. Now, we're also going to be answering any questions you guys might have today about God, faith, or the Bible, so feel free to put them in the chat. We're going to have a Kahoot game lined up as well, a bit of Bible trivia for the end of today's stream, so stick around for that too. But let's get the team that is here to say their warm welcomes to you all. So it's a hello from Ryan. Hey, from Beck. Hello from Paul. G'day from Glenn. Hey from Harry and hey from Abraham. Hello from Hudson. Hello from Harry. Zach. Hello from Zach. Hello from Isaac. Hello from Nathaniel. Hi from Carissa. It's a greetings in Christ from Harmony. Nice. That was, that was not too bad, right? We got 12 of us in the stream room today. That's pretty exciting. And if you've got any, any training grads listening who aren't in here, make sure you jump in. Join team training today. It's lots of fun. But we need God's help as we go out onto the virtual streets. We're his ambassadors, Christ's ambassadors. God making his appeal through us to people. But we can't convert anyone. God does. We share the message. We sow the seed or we water the seed, but God gives the growth. And so let's ask God for help with that right now. I'm going to ask Abraham to pray for us. Cool. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much just for this privilege, just to make us unknown. Please give us the words to say. And please save your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Abraham, you got a beanie on. Is it cold in Melbourne today? Man, it was so freezing. It's sunny right now, but it's it's lying. It's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. So today on stream, I'm going to be pairing with Harmony. She guessed it. She was already pointing to herself. I haven't even told her. But yes, I'll be pairing with Harmony today on stream. The rest of the team are going to now pair off into their own breakout rooms that Beck is going to assign people to and they're going to get into some amigo conversations as well and then return back at the end for that Kahoot game together. All right, Harmony, are you ready? We should get into question time. All right. <laughs> 
Now, Harmony, what do we usually do at the start of question time? Uh, we usually find out who has the throne. All right, let's take a look. Now, what is that, Harmony? What is the throne? What is the throne? Yes, for people the, who are not the, sure. The throne is the fastest feat to the sea on asking the question. And so today's number one question that was posted first was Neo Gaming. So good job, Neo Gaming. Um, kudos to you. And so Neo Gaming's question was why does the Orthodox cross have a slant on it at the bottom? Oh, that's an interesting question. Yes, it does. If you've seen the emojis that they've got, the normal cross is just like this. The Orthodox cross is like got that with a thing on the top and then like a slanted thing down the bottom. So the thing at the top is where it said like, this is the Christ. Uh, oh no, this is the King of the Jews that Pilate put up there. The thing on the bottom, it's like they think maybe he, Jesus had like a foot rest there to help push him up to prolong the death. Now, why is it slanted? I think tradition says because they think that it was slanted up higher towards the penitent thief on the right side and left lower to the unpenitent one, which is not what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't even mention that there was a thing down the bottom. Uh, but that, I think, is what tradition established in the Russian Orthodox Church. All right. And the next question is from Koslo. Uh, also, sorry. Uh, what do I tell Muslims when I show them the court of law analogy that if you tell the judge that you're a good person, the judge won't let you go, he would still have to punish you. And they tell me, you can't compare a human judge to a God judge. And by that, your logic, you need the judge to send his child to die for you so that you can be released. What do I say? What I would say is this. What we're comparing... Because they'll say you can't compare a human judge to a God judge. And also, and you could say, why not? And they'll say, oh, because God's different. Well, is God just? And they'll say, yes. Okay. Is a good human judge just? Yes. And is a bad human judge unjust? Yes. So therefore, if God is unjust, he's bad. But since we know God is not bad, he's therefore going to act in a just way. So if it would be unjust for a judge in a court of law to let a criminal go free because what he said sorry or he did more good deeds than crimes, that's that's an unjust judge. Then it would also apply to God because this concept of justice is not man-made; it comes from God Himself. Amen. Colso uh, also asked, "Can you explain Genesis thirty-one eleven through thirteen? Why is an angel? Why is a angel saying he is God?" This is referring to the angel of the Lord, and that is usually referring to either most a lot of scholars think maybe that's Jesus Christ, like the pre-incarnate Christ. That he's not an angel. The word angel just means messenger. Um, so he's not talking about how Jesus is an angel or God's an angel, but just in the sense of the angel, not a angel. The angel of the Lord is the pre-incarnate Christ appearing to Jacob in that instance. There. All right. Venus has the next question. She asks, um, I think I've asked this before, but I'm going to ask again. Is it a sin if my stories have magic in them, like powers and abilities? And she also, oh, this is another question. Yeah, and I think we've answered that one before, and the answer is no. Um, but just don't be doing anything that might get you or people you might be read, reading your stories in wanting to get into magic or 
things that are ungodly. All right, next question from Brother Ray Ray. Uh, what do you do when you go through moral law and the person you're talking with uh, makes it sound like they've bur- barely broken any laws or that lying and stealing isn't such a big deal? What I would say is God's standard is perfection. Just like in society, how many laws do you have to break before the government can punish you? One. So then how many laws of God would you have to break before he can punish you? One. And because God is so holy, he considers even lying to be so serious. It says in the Bible, lying lips are an abomination to God. So if you've lied, you've done something which God considers as, as an abomination and that greatly greatly offends him all right next question from venus she said is it okay to stay off christian instagram i think that's what she meant to say um usually i end up getting scared and having a lot of doubts of salvation well if that if you're finding that yeah you can withdraw from christian instagram or instagram altogether if you think that's just being unwholesome and get into your bible if you have doubts of salvation always just remind yourself of the gospel what has christ done for you did he die for your sins? Did he pay for everything you've done wrong? Then what have you got to fear? Amen. Salty asked, why do some people say you can't commit the unforgivable sin today, which is blaspheming the Holy Spirit, when Matthew twelve thirty two says, it shall not be forgiven either at this age or in the age to come? Doesn't that imply that it can happen today? Or is this referring to even the future age? Read what it says. It shall not be forgiven either now in this age or in the age to come. Age to come is just is, is eternity, like heaven or hell, like forever afterwards, after this life. So it's not saying people can do this sin in the age to come, but he's saying that the verb is forgiven there. You cannot be forgiven of if you've ever done that sin either now nor is God going to forgive you in the future for the sin you've done now, for that, for eternity. So he's not saying that it can be done in the future, but just that your the forgiveness, God will not offer you forgiveness if you've ever done the unforgivable sin, which you cannot do. So you cannot actually commit that sin today. That's why it's never mentioned in any other letters. It's only mentioned in Matthew, Mark, and Luke as sins that someone could do if they were living in Jesus' time. Because you had to see Jesus, you had to see his miracles that he was doing in the flesh, in your sight, and you ascribe those miracles to Satan rather than to the Holy Spirit. Not something you can do today. Then. All right, next one is from, um, I'm guessing this is Miller, but we're going to call him the Gaelic Spartan. And it's funny because he started this question trying to introduce himself, and he said, the garlic Spartan here, it must have been autocorrect, Uh was wondering what the best way to preach to my family would be, face-to-face or a message or a call. I'm not sure. Usually, verbal is going to be a lot easier than text, if you can. Verbal's always better because then you can they can hear the tone of your voice, how you're not angry, how you're kind, you're loving. You get to It's a lot quicker as well, but maybe that can't happen. And then you can do text if you can't do a verbal conversation with them or a face-to-face one with them. All right, Pete might try to ask this question with me. Um, But yeah, this is from Salty. He said, two questions from the same Bible verse. 1 Corinthians 7, 14. The first question question is, what does it mean that the unbelieving husband or wife will be sanctified through the the believing husband and wife? 
And the second portion says, does the holiness of children in this verse really only pertain to the discussion or is Paul saying that all children are holy in every sense? If so, when when would they lose their holiness? Is this pointing towards children being basically sinless until they reach the unspecified age of reason? All right, interesting questions. So when it says, 1 Corinthians 7.14, the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband, otherwise your children will be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. It Made holy means just set apart. So it's saying that an unbelieving husband, so someone who rejects Jesus, hates Jesus Christ maybe even, is holy in the sense of set apart. Not saved, not on their way to heaven and, and going to glory, but they're set apart in the sense that they've got a unique thing of being married to a Christian. The Christian can have a positive influence on their life, not a negative one, a positive one. Doesn't mean they're saved, they still need to hear the gospel, but, but they are set apart, just like the children are, because the children get to at least have one parent who hears the go- who can explain the gospel to that child. But it's not talking about children somehow being innocent or being sin-free. Just like it says the unbelieving husband was holy, doesn't mean sin-free and saved. And so that is why it's not talking about um, where infants go when they die. All right, Venus asked, um, she has a friend, her church believes in baptism for the remission of sins, according to an old member. Uh, she said she doesn't feel right. Uh, she, she doesn't feel right about it. Is that bad? Well, you don't have to go to that church. Don't go to that church event if they believe in a false gospel, would be my suggestion, because you don't want to give endorsement that that church is actually a valid church if they think, if they preach a false gospel, such as baptismal regeneration. Yeah. Uh, Christ in me asks, does the, can the Holy Spirit speak to me about other stuff or does he only convict me and help me avoid sin? The Holy Spirit speaks to you through the Bible. So whenever you read the Bible, that's God, the Holy Spirit speaking to you. But don't expect any voice in your head or a thought that, oh, this is a new word from God. No, he speaks to you through the word. Every time you read it, that's God's word. But the Holy Spirit will then help apply the word to your life in convicting you of your sin and helps you grow in holiness. All right. Christ to me also asked, do I have to love everyone equally, or can I prefer some people over others while still loving everybody? I love my wife, Beck, more than I love other women. And that's appropriate. Do you understand that? In fact, if you didn't and you're married, then there's something wrong. <laughs> So we are we are to love everyone, but doesn't it doesn't mean we love everyone equally. God doesn't even love everyone equally. God has those that He loves more than others, right? Jacob I've loved, Esau I've hated. God said, in Romans chapter nine, verse twelve and thirteen. So it doesn't mean you despise other people. It doesn't mean that you don't show perfect courtesy to them. You do. You love your neighbor as yourself. But it makes sense that you will love some people more than others. Sorry. All right. Uh, Carissa asked, how do you decipher that the commandment in 1 John 2 verse 7 is that we love one another? It doesn't uh, specifically, um, doesn't specify necessarily. Because I think it just goes on to talk about in verse like 9 or 10 of that chapter, that it's, this is what I'm talking about is love one another. If anyone doesn't love, uh, verse 10, whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause of stumbling. 
And so that's what makes me think, because of verse 9 and 10, makes me think it's talking about loving one another, but also because it's such similar language to John 13, which says what Jesus said, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. All right. Um, Shepherd's Lamb asked, Ryan, what's your favorite prophecy about Jesus in the Old Testament? If it's hard to pick, maybe top three. That's so sweet. <laughs> favorite prophecy about Jesus in the Old Testament. Isaiah 53 just tops it. Such a clear chapter talking about the crucifixion of Jesus. So specific that any Jewish person reading that will think it's probably written in the New Testament, but it's literally in the Old Testament written 700 years before Jesus came. In fact, even before crucifixion was invented, it was already written there. It's amazing. Amen. Um, Sukarnar, I want to say Sukarnar, I can't even say it. Anyways, they ask, how did the devil get into the Garden of Eden? God allowed him to be there because he'd already been kicked out of heaven, kicked out of heaven, cast onto the earth, which is where the devil is now. The devil is on the earth. He's always He's been on the earth, I guess, since the creation of the world after his rebellion. And he'll be continuing on the earth until Judgment Day. That's when he's going to get thrown into hell. Not to run hell, but to be punished there by God. All right. Uh, we Eugenics asked, um, is it a sin to lie in video games? But to people um, that aren't real, AI, for example, when someone asks for your name and you just put a random name, that wouldn't be um, a sin because lying is when you're lying to a person and deceiving them. That's what lying is. Corey asked, um, I have a few of my Christian friends call me a sinner because of my taste in music. I listen to metal music. It is actually, is it actually sinful for me to listen to this type of music or is it just a matter of opinion about the music? Are they saying it because it's like the noise? Like, it just, like, sounds like screaming and things like that. I wouldn't say it's necessarily sinful, but if it's got, like, really bad lyrics, then don't be listening to it. But also, the genre can make you angry. If it's, like, if it's screaming in this mu music, chances are it's going to make you a little bit angry and maybe want make you imitate what they're doing in that song. So I'd say be on guard. It can easily lead to sin. Maybe it's not inherently sinful, but it can easily lead to sin. So you'd want to be on guard. And maybe, look, there is so much better Christian, this Christian music out there that's honoring and edifies you in your faith. Try to search that out. All right. Ian asked, what does it mean that God's power is made perfect in weakness? God likes it when we are insufficient in ourselves, so that we might find our sufficiency from him when we realize i can't do this in my own strength it makes us draw closer to god doesn't it rely upon him and therefore makes us more holy and god gets the credit and so paul was given a thorn in the flesh a messenger of satan to torment him basically to humble him greatly paul asked three times that this thorn would be taken away and god said no my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. So God is shown to be amazing when Paul is weak and he draws upon God's strength to continue. Amen. That reminds me that we shouldn't boast about anything like 
that he's God. We should only boast in God. Um, yeah. So Alyssa. Al- Alfie said this in the chat. He said he used to love metal music and it definitely made me want to break things. And I try and avoid it now. <laughs> Good point, Alfie. Um, Alyssa asked, um, she said, I have a friend of more of a friend of me that we have a love hate relationship, but I really struggle to love her because hate in my heart, but I don't truly hate her. What should I do? I have a friend more of a fremony. What a funny word. Friend, fremony, like friend and emony, like combined together. (laughs) Okay. So we don't hate anyone. We shouldn't have enemies even. Love your neighbor as yourself. Doesn't mean you have to hang around everyone. There's maybe some people that maybe get a bit on your nerves. It doesn't mean you have to hang around them. But doesn't mean you show disrespect to them or hate them or hold a grudge against her. But some people can be a struggle to love. But if they're part of your life, as in maybe they're a sibling in your life, you can't get, you, you, you got to hang out with them, right? Because they're part of your household. God's allowed that to happen. Maybe that person who gets on your nerves a little bit so that you might become more sanctified. It can be the same thing. You might have a spouse that gets on your nerves sometimes. You might have a parent that gets on your nerves sometimes. God's allowed that person to be in your life to make you more godly and to see how are you going to respond when you're put in a difficult situation like that. Amen. Uh, Natalie asked, is it a sin to say I swear and is luck a sin? My encouragement is don't say I swear because that's what he Jesus rebuked the Pharisees for where they basically said, I swear this, I swear that. And basically, they're only telling the truth when they say, I swear on something. We shouldn't have to say, I swear, for us to know we're telling the truth, for people to know we're telling the truth. Let our yes be yes, our no be no. And so avoid the I swear language would be my encouragement. Unless it's in you know serious situations like a court of law or marriage vow and things like that. Is luck a sin? Well, there's no such thing as luck. There's not some sort of blind force out there that governs how lucky you are. God is out there. God is the one who's sovereign and causes things to happen in your life as he determines. But I think when people say good luck, they're not meaning that blind impersonal force that's making good things happen to you. They're just saying, I hope it goes well. Kay asked, how do I know God, the purpose God wants for me? First Thessalonians chapter four, verse three says, this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. That's God's will for your life. He doesn't say this is the will of God for your life. Be a plumber or be a secretary. No. What's God's will? Just that you be sanctified. Now, what is sanctified? That just means set apart, growing in holiness. Uh, less sinful. So that's God's will for your life. And as you read the Bible, you apply the general principles you read there to whatever circumstances and decisions that you need to make in your life. And then you make the decision. It's up to you. If you're a plumber, electrician, carpenter, whatever it is, you can make the choice. God doesn't tell you what career path you must choose. Amen. Elissa said, during the tribulation, when times are hard and when Christians won't be able to buy or sell, will we be able to steal like food in order to survive? 
No, stealing is a sin. We're never allowed to steal. It is better to lose your life than to break God's law. Right? It's better to lose your life than to break God's law. Because we as Christians want to be a good witness to the world, not a bad one. Now, we talked about the tribulation the other day. The tribulation has already been going on for the past 1900 and something years since Jesus left the earth. How do we know that? Because John himself said in Revelation, Revelation 1.9, that he was already part of the tribulation. So the tribulation has been going on then. And in when John was writing this letter, the book of Revelation, the Christians were already not allowed to buy or sell in the marketplace, which is what he's talking about, because they were Christians. They weren't allowed to buy or sell because they weren't marked by the beast, which represented the, the emperor at the time. But guess what? Were they anxious? No. God still supplied them with their needs. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you anyway. So what do we got to be anxious about if God will graciously supply you with everything you need? Just be faithful and seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Amen. Uh, Perska asked, I have a question. Why does Satan still have control? He should be in hell. So should you. So should I. Right? We should all be in hell. Why is God so kind in allowing us to live here on this earth when we should be thrown into hell? Because he's kind and gracious. And he's being kind to Satan right now and allowing him not to be in hell yet. And Satan hasn't done the full amount of sins that God wants him to do yet. He hasn't filled up the measure of sins yet that God wants him to do. Once he has, whichever time that is, God will say, all right, Satan, time's up. Off to hell you go. Now getting the full punishment you deserve for all those sins you've ever done. This next question is from Eliel. Um, they said, how do you deal with blasphemous or intrusive thoughts? How, do you, how does your heart deceive you? If you get random thoughts, blasphemous thoughts to your mind, just ignore them. You don't believe them. You just ignore them. Don't just say to yourself, don't think about them, don't think about them, because you're still thinking about them then. Go and actively think about something else, and lo and behold, you'll forget that you even had those thoughts before as you've now thought about something else. Okay, now there's a related question from Min. Why does God want Satan to have a certain amount of sins? Because God wants to be most, he wants to be glor maximally glorified. If someone had only done, if Satan had only done one sin, he he should receive an appropriate punishment. But if Satan's done ten trillion sins, God is even more glorified as Satan receives more punishment in hell. His punishment's even worse. God is shown to be even more just. Uh, it's, it says that in the Bible, to fill up the measure of their sins. In fact, why did God even give the Old Testament law? Many people think it was so that people wouldn't sin. Let's read this. And in, in, in one sense, yes, God didn't want his people to sin. But in another sense, Romans 5.20. Now the law came in to increase the trespass. See that? God gave the law. It came in to increase the trespass, so that people would sin more. But where sin increased, Grace abounded all the more. It was to make people realize that they were a sinner, how they needed the Savior. That they hadn't just broken one law, they had broken all 613. Yeah. Good, good, good. Questions, everyone? All right. Harmony. You know what time it is? It's ready. It's time for our Scissors, Paper, Rock. 
You guys in the chat, you know, I want you to guess who's going to win this. Between Harmony and Ryan, Harmony or Ryan, who's going to win the scissors, paper, rock, or rock, paper, scissors if you're from the other side of the of the earth? Are you ready? Harmony. Yes. <laughs> and Paul, who are you going to guess? Who's going to win this one, Paul? Uh, I'm going Harmony. Harmony. All right. Let's see if Harmony gets this. Okay. You ready, Harmony? Yeah. Okay. Scissors. Paper, rock. Oh, how many won? Scissors, <laughs> I mean, yes. paper, which means how many you get to go first. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ryan. I think you know I'm always going to pick scissors, but maybe next no, I, time. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I basically always go for scissors. For some reason, people always go with rock. But yeah, good job, Ryan. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Hey, Ryan, can you do me a favor? Yes, could, what's up? Could you pray for my first chat? Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be awesome. Okay, so it looks like in the chat, Alfie won. Alfie guessed you how many. And <laughs> yeah, so I think Alfie got that. All right. Heavenly Father, Lord, I do pray for Harmony now as she gets to go into Amigle and share your gospel. May you give her the words to speak. And Lord, I do pray that this person will be open-hearted, receptive, and believing your amazing gospel. And thank you that Harmony can also look at that lovely butterfly that she loves on the screen as well and enjoy your creation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ryan. All right. Let's go. Hey, I have a question for you. Okay. What do you think happens to us after we die? We go to heaven. Yeah. Hey, I agree. Do you think everybody goes to heaven, though? Oh. Yeah, I also agree there. And so, who do you think goes to heaven? People that live for God and not themselves. Okay. Well, would you say if you died today that you're 100% sure that you go to heaven? I would say I was 100% sure. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, well, I would say I don't deserve to go to heaven. Have you ever lied before? Yes. Yeah, me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yes. Yeah, me too, many times. And what about, have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. same here. And so if God would just decide to look at just these things and judge us on them, are we innocent or guilty of breaking some of his laws? Guilty. guilty. Yeah. And so since we've committed crimes against God, does that look like we deserve to be rewarded or punished by him? Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Probably or, punished. Punished, yeah. And so what would that punishment look like from God? Would that look like heaven or hell? Probably hell. Yeah. Now, would you say that that concerns you both? Kind of. Yeah, you don't want to go to hell. And so since you haven't died yet, how do you think that you can avoid going there? Do better by God and repent your sins. And... Okay. Well, do you think that works in society? Let's say you do five serious crimes here on earth. And then you just decide to stop doing those crimes, but then decide to do good things. Do you think the police are going to ignore your crimes? No. And by the way, you said repent earlier. What What do you think repent means? To like take or try like to like take back the things that you did, or like for try to get forgiven of your sins. Okay. Well. 
so that just means like ask for forgiveness, but repent means to change your mind. So we can, we can get to that in a bit, but you, if you think that that means asking for forgiveness, if you would commit crimes, stand before a judge and you'd say, please forgive me. Oh, I was going everywhere. Uh, but yeah, let's pray for those girls. Dear Father in heaven, we pray for those girls. May they hear the good news. But Lord, I thank you so much that they may have been convicted about um, us unable to save ourselves. May they hear the true and only way to heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, Ryan, do you want to say anything on anything? Oh, sorry, Ryan. That's all right. No, that's good. Um, I think you were doing well. I just not sure for some reason they didn't want to stick around for they didn't like to be corrected on that definition of repent i don't know but i i don't think there's anything you could have changed that could have made them stick around so i think you did really well with that thank you ryan i'll keep going sorry about that go for it hey i have a question for you yeah do you have some what do you think happens to us after we die any idea no okay would you say you believe in God? No. Why not? I don't know. Okay. Do you think that the building that you're in must have had a builder for it? Probably. Yeah. How would you know? I don't know. Well, the fact that it exists would prove that there's a builder, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so wouldn't that be the same thing to apply to our universe, that there should be a builder for it as well, like a creator? It could be, yeah. Yeah. And since there is, do you think the creator cares about how we live inside of his universe? Maybe. Yeah. And so based off of how you've lived so far, do you think you would deserve to be rewarded or punished by the creator? Who knows? Do you have your toes painted? Hey, um, I'm live streaming right now with a few friends. Do you think you can have a serious chat? Hey, I have a question for you. Hey, how are you doing? Pretty good. Hey, that's awesome to hear. You play you play an instrument? Sound lovely so far. I have a question for you. What do What's you think up? what do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? I believe we either go to a place called heaven or hell. Hey, I 100% agree. Where do you think you're going if you were to die today? I wouldn't be going to a good place. Yeah. I mean, I pray every day. I believe in Jesus, but just I don't think I'll be going to the right place. Yeah. Well, I can definitely say we don't deserve to go to heaven, but um, I definitely don't. Yeah. But I do pray. I do pray every day. Yeah, praying is good. Would you say you've ever told a lie? Yeah, me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yeah, me too. And what about have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? Yeah, me too. And so if God would just judge us on these things, are we innocent or guilty? 100% guilty. Yeah. And so should he reward us or punish us for our crimes? Punish. Yeah. And so would that look like that punishment would look like heaven? It would look like a fiery ball of hell. Yeah. It would look like a punishment of hell. Now, we're not dead. That's that's good news right now. And so since we haven't died, how do you think that we can avoid going there? Just turn our lives around and give us give ourselves up to Jesus. Yeah. Now I love give our lives to Jesus. Uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? 
I said, give my life to Jesus. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're like really like on point with that. But um, I went to a Christian school. So. Okay. Now, I just do want to let you know there is absolutely good news to come. But try that in a court of law. Judge, I'm guilty of committing these crimes. I deserve to be punished, but I, I give my life to you. I'm also going to do good things and try to stop doing the bad. Please forgive me. Do you think he's going to ignore the crimes that you've done? No. And that's the same thing with God. Although it's good to do stuff and good to not do bad stuff, it doesn't get rid of the things that we've done. And so what if someone was willing to stand in your place and take your hell punishment for you? If they do that, is there anything left for you to take? No. And so if you have no hell punishment left to take, where do you get to go then? Heaven. Yeah. Now there was someone willing to do that for you. Do you know who that is? Jesus. Yep. And that's why he died on the cross. And so if Jesus takes all of your hell punishment as he dies on the cross, how much hell is left for you to take if he's taking all of it? None. Yeah. So where do you get to go now? Heaven. Yeah. Why? Because Jesus died for my sins. Yes, he did, sir. And guess what? He offers this to you as a free gift. But if he would offer you a free gift and you didn't take it, would you say that you have the gift that he's offered to give you? Nope. No. And so how you receive this gift of Jesus dying on the cross for your sin and giving you his reward of heaven is you just trust that what Jesus did on the cross, that that's the only reason you could go to heaven. And that's the only reason you don't have to go to hell. Does that make sense? Yeah. He just reassured me. Hey, praise God. But what if you don't trust in what Jesus has done? If Jesus isn't taking your hell punishment for you, who's left taking it? Yep, yourself. And so since you don't know when you're going to die, when do you think you should start trusting in Jesus as your only reason for going to heaven? Right yeah, right now. And I pray you wouldn't waste any more time. What? What is? Let's say today, today's the day that you're doing that. You're trusting that Jesus is the only reason you go to heaven, avoid hell. But then you go do five more sins and die. Do you think you go to heaven or hell? I still go to heaven because Jesus, would, he's taken all the yeah. The blame, the sins. Yeah. If he dies for all of your sin, that doesn't just mean your past sin, right? Yeah. It means even the sin that you do tomorrow and the years to come, right? Yeah. And so based off of what we've said so far, how sure do you think you could be from like zero to a hundred that you'd be going to heaven? Uh, I, I feel like 80% sure. Okay. Why would you say 80 because there's no 100% sure that I'm going to heaven or hell. That's mm. that's the decision God makes on Judgment Day. What did we talk about a few steps back? How much of our sin does Jesus offer to die for again? 100%. Yeah. So if he offers to die for 100% of your sin, can you be only 80% sure that you'd be going to heaven? Good point. Yeah. So would you say that you're still 80% sure that you'd be going to heaven if you die? 99.9%. .9 Does Jesus only offer to die for 99.9% .9 of your sins? Okay, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So would you say that you're 100% sure now that you're going to heaven? Awesome. Why? Tell me why. 
Because Jesus died for my sins. 99.9% of your sin? 100%. What, 80% of your sin? I said 100%. See, there you go. And that's why you can be 100% sure. But what if someone came to you today and they said, I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Do you think they'd go to heaven or hell? Hell. Yeah, why? Because they're just saying they're a good person. They're not, they, they don't, they don't trust in Jesus. Like they don't trust and believe. Yeah, that's spot on. I mean, if Jesus offers. Yeah, I, I had a whole Bible class in my Christian school. So yeah. Wow. And so if Jesus offers to die for 100% of your sin, how much of your trust should be only in what he did? 100%. Yeah. And so you're right. Spot on. They were trusting 100% in themselves, not 100% in Jesus. So they're living, our last Bible session was, are you living for Jesus or are you living within the world? So that person would be living within the world oh, instead wow. of. They're just living their life, living by the world's rules instead of God's rules. Yeah, and they think that they're good enough for heaven, but are we? No, no. Nobody's, true, nobody's truly good enough. Yeah, I mean, that's why we need Jesus, right? Yeah, and so what if someone came to you today and they said, hey, I'm going to heaven for two reasons. One, because Jesus died on the cross for all of my sins, but also because I asked for forgiveness. Do you think they'd go to heaven or hell? Heaven. Why heaven? Because they they turn their life around to God and they ask for forgiveness. Yeah. And Jesus is a very forgiving person. He is a very forgiving person, but was asking for forgiveness playing any part in taking away our hell punishment? I mean I guess I guess not. Yeah. But, I mean you're at you're putting thought into it so i guess yeah jesus being the forgiven person and you actually put thought into asking for forgiveness and i believe he'll forgive you yeah but um so if we would go back to that um example i gave if someone says judge i'm guilty please forgive me is the judge going to ignore their, ignore their crimes no they're going to be left taking their punishment because the judge won't let them go. And that's the same thing with God. If someone thinks that they're going to heaven because they asked for forgiveness, who are they pointing their finger at? Are they pointing at what Jesus did or are they pointing at what they did? Pointing at what they did. Yeah. And again, how much of our trust should be only in what Jesus did? 100%. Yeah. So if someone says, I'm going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross for all my sin, but also because I asked for forgiveness, were they trusting 100% only in what Jesus did? No. No. How much were they trusting in Jesus? 50%. Yeah. And so even though they mentioned Jesus, they didn't only mention him. So where are they going? Hell. Yeah. Um, what if someone came to you and said, I'm going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross for my sin and also because I share the gospel? Do you think they'd go to heaven or hell? Heaven. Why heaven? Because. It's just... Wait, say it again? Yeah, they say, I'm going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross for my sin, but also because I share the gospel. Where would they hell. go? Hell. Yeah, why? Because they're not trusting 100% in Jesus. Hey, you got it. 
And so remind me real quick, just to make sure, why can someone go to heaven? Because they put all their trust in Jesus 100%. Yeah. Speaking of that, do you think you were trusting 100% only in Jesus before we started talking today? No. And so where do you think you would have gone if God didn't connect us to talk today? Hell. Yeah. But where are you going today if you would die? Heaven. Awesome. Why? Because I put all my trust into Jesus. Yeah. Hey, that's awesome. I just want to check real quick, though. Is it your trust that is saving you or is it who you are trusting in that is saving you? It's who I'm trusting. Yeah. And so we do trust in what Jesus has done, but we don't want to point to our trust. We want to point to who we're trusting in. And so let's say you die today and you stand before God. And what if he would say something really scary to you? Like, why should I not send you to hell right now? What do you think you'd say to him? Because I put I put all my trust into Jesus and what he did for me. Yeah. Now, remember what I said before. Is it our trust that's saving us? I mean, yeah, like you're putting it all into what he did for you. Yeah. And, well, I, and the sacrifice he made. Yeah. But our, our trust isn't saving us, though. It's, it's ultimately Jesus. We do trust but our trust is literally just our grabbing mechanism for just receiving a free free gift from God. Here's an example. If I had a drink with, with a cup, like a cup with water in it and a straw, is it the straw that's hydrating me or is it the water? The water. Yeah. And so in the same way, it, the straw represents our trust and the water represents Jesus. So Again, the straw isn't hydrating us. It's it's the water. And so it's not our faith that's saving us. It's Jesus. Does that make sense? Okay. And so maybe if you would reword that without pointing to yourself, um, do you think you could? This picture really helps me out. If God would say to you, why should I not send you to hell right now? What's the only answer you could give him? Because Jesus saved me. Boom. And see, that's the only answer to give. And see how you didn't point to yourself. You pointed straight at what he did. So that's awesome. By the way, my name's Harmony. What was your name? My name's Tyler. It's nice to meet you, Tyler. Um, what if God would say to you, why should I let you into heaven? Instead of asking why he shouldn't send you to hell, why do you what do you think he'd say if he'd say, why should I let you into heaven? Because Jesus died for my sins. Hey, hey, you got it. Now, do we have to do anything to go to heaven, like doing good stuff? I mean, living a clean life, but nobody, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Only Jesus does. Does living a clean, perfect life by our standard plan, he part in us going to heaven? No. No. What about do, stopping doing bad things? Does that play any part in us going to heaven? No. That's right. And so I remember my Bible teacher talking about this. It doesn't, it doesn't ultimately matter. It's just where you, it's just where you stand. Mm. Okay. What do you mean by that? Like where you stand, do you stand with the world or do you stand with Jesus? Like if you're standing with the world, then yeah, you're going to hell. Like it doesn't matter if you say, oh yeah, Jesus died for my sins. And it's not, you're, you're not putting your trust into him, but you're just saying, cause I know people at that school, 
that goes to the school, but they're not really Christian. And they just say this stuff for a passing grade. So they're standing with the world. But it's like people like me that ultimately believe that he did this stuff for me. I'm standing with Jesus. I know where I'm going. Mm, yeah. But it's not you standing with Jesus that's saving you. It's what he did, right? Yeah. And so since doing stuff and not doing bad stuff plays zero part in you doing heaven, going to heaven, why do you think you want to do good stuff and try to not do bad? Because I've always been told that God's watching. Yeah. Everything you say, do, or think, he's always watching. And not only that, I mean, if, if a fireman would save you from a burning house that you could not save yourself from, how would you feel towards the fireman that just risked his life to save you? I'm grateful. Yeah. So I'm grateful for what Jesus did for me. Yeah. And you definitely wouldn't want to go right up to that fireman and punch him in the face, right? No. And so how would you feel again towards Jesus who's who sacrificed even more for you and given you eternity? I'm grateful. Yeah. Eternally, eternally grateful. Yeah. And so what would you want to do for Jesus? I would want to follow him and do like anything he tells me to. Yeah, spot on. You want to do good things because you're thankful that he died for you. So you want to live for him, right? That's awesome. Now, do you have a Bible at home? Multiple. I'm sorry? I have multiple. Oh, wow. When's the last time you think you read any of them? Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I probably uh, the last time I went to school. Okay. How long would you say that's been? Uh, about a, it hasn't been a full month yet, but. Wow. Can you, I don't, May 27th. Wow. Can you imagine not having anything to eat since May 27th? You might be a little bit hungry, right? Yeah. We need to eat our physical food every day. And do you think you'd prefer to live off of a breadcrumb bread only a day? No. And so just like we wouldn't prefer to live off of a breadcrumb and that we need to have enough food to sustain us every day, we also need our spiritual food. The Bible is our spiritual food for the Christian. And so just like you wouldn't live off of a breadcrumb every day. You don't want to just live off of a Bible verse a day either. Although it's good to read God's word, you really want to study it. And so I'm going to encourage you to get into your Bible. But do you know where you'd start reading if you would open your Bible today? Probably Matthew. Matthew's good. It's a, it's a good book. I I would encourage you to start in the book of John just so you can be refreshed on what Jesus has done for you. The whole chapter of John in, um, in school. Okay. Well, I want to encourage you to read the whole book of John because, I mean, back when you were in school, you probably didn't hear what you've heard today, right? Yeah. So you want a little refreshing on what we've spoken about. And so if you're trusting in what Jesus has done today, like I said, you want to study God's word. Um, yeah. Are you going to a solid Bible-believing church? I go to a church called the Church of the Highlands. Okay. Do you think that they teach that the only way you can go to heaven would be just through what Jesus did on the cross? 
Wow. Well, I, just, I just started going back. Like, I, I was baptized there when I was, like, seven, but I just went back just this Wednesday. Oh, wow. Well, um, yeah, now you can get baptized as a true believer, knowing what Jesus has done and, you know, making that public proclamation. Um, but, yeah, just, just double check. I'm going to encourage you to double check with your pastor. If you would go up to him and say, hey, why would God let someone into heaven? If he says anything besides what Jesus did on the cross and he's saying you have to do stuff, is he teaching the right way to heaven? No. And so you want to make sure you're going to a solid church that's teaching that it's only through what Jesus has done. And so I want to be sharing this link with you just in case. It's really helpful. You just put in your zip code. But yeah, you said your name was Tyler, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Does living for Christ and not the world have any part in getting you into heaven? It has a big part. What do you mean? Because living for the world means like you don't care what Jesus did. Like you have, you really don't care. But li living for Jesus means you know what will happen. Like you know what could happen. You know what side you're playing, and you you eternally know like what jesus did for you was important mm. now again like that's what my teacher taught me living for yeah yeah but does this play any part in you getting to heaven you living for jesus yes well again what was what was helping us get into heaven was it what we did for jesus or was it what jesus did for us what jesus did for us yeah and so if your teacher or if you're believing that doing stuff for Jesus plays part in going to heaven, who are you pointing your finger at as the reason you'd be going to heaven? What Jesus did or what you did? Guess what we did. Yeah. And so you don't want to you don't want to point to what you do for Jesus as the reason for going to heaven. You just want to point at what Jesus did for you. And because he's done that for you, because he has saved you, you want to live for him. You want to point others to him. You want to do good things and live for Christ, like you said. So do we have to live for Christ to go to heaven? No. You're right. Why not? Because it's not what we do. It's what he did for us. Hey, you got it. Now, remind me one more time. What is the only reason you're going to heaven if you die today? Because what Jesus did for, for us that day on that cross. Tyler, you got it. Hey, you, you bring me so much joy right now in hearing those words that I could cry, but I'm not going to do it. Um, Tyler, I'm going to encourage you to get into the Bible as soon as possible. I'm going to encourage you to go talk to your pastor, make sure he's teaching the right way to heaven. But I'm also going to encourage you to go and try to reason with your family and friends to make sure they're trusting only in Jesus. Because if you're going to heaven, don't you want them to go there too? That's No, that's the first thing I'm going to do. is I'm, First, I'm going to text my girlfriend back. And she texted me like 15 minutes ago. I saw it pop up, but I didn't want to click on it. Yeah. It yeah. Well, a good call. I, I was going to go tell her about this. Like, I'm... Like, as soon as we get off, that's what I'm going to go talk about. Well, what you can do, and please don't be freaked out by this. We're doing a live stream right now, so you can actually share our chat with her. And you guys, she can watch it and hear everything we spoke about. Is that okay, Tyler? Yes. 
All right. And you can join in and see what we're doing. And you can be a part of our team. We're actually looking for more laborers in sharing the gospel. So pray about it. Definitely join in and see what we're doing on here. But um, is, that like, is that like the last or the last so thing? We have a website, needgod.net. But if you go to YouTube and type in needgod.net, that's our name on YouTube too. All right. Yeah. Tyler, do you have any questions? All right. Like I wasted a whole year listening to my teacher because she told us all we have to do is just trust well, what Jesus. We all we have to do is like trust in Jesus, like he, not what he did on the cross. He just said trust in Jesus and what he said. Like mm -hmm. she, we just talked about miracles and stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, you should just trust in what Jesus did on the cross for going to heaven. But if she's saying you need to live your life for Jesus and like she's focusing on the miracles and stuff rather than what Jesus did as your only reason for heaven, then yeah, she was teaching you the wrong way to heaven. She was teaching you Jesus plus doing something, Jesus plus works. And so, yeah, she would have been wrong if she was teaching that. But hey, Tyler, you're not the only one who's heard it wrong for many years. There's many of us who have, but that's why I'm going to encourage you to get into your Bible and see for yourself. And if you have any questions on our socials, you can send a message or anything in general you can learn. And so, yeah, that's all I got to say. Um, don't be disappointed with your teacher. Maybe go to try go try to share what we've spoken about with her or um, pray for her and all that good stuff. All right. All right. Well, Tyler, I hope to see you soon. If not here on earth, I'll be seeing you in heaven. But that's only if you've been trusting in what Jesus has done. All right. All right. Bye, Tyler. Bye. All right. Praise God. Let's pray for Tyler. Uh, dear Father in heaven, we pray for Tyler. Um, Lord, I could I could just be overwhelmed with joy right now as to how great that chat went, but it wasn't by anything I did. It's what you did. But Lord, I do know that people can just, you know, sound like they're saved and talk like they're saved. But Lord, ultimately we'll know in heaven. But I do pray that he is legit trusting in you. And we rejoice just knowing that he he would be hopefully trusting in you. And we leave him in your care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Let's hit the encouragement button. Patience would wait as we constantly roam. What father so tender is calling us home. He welcomes the weakest, the vilest, the They are many, his mercy is more. All right. Hey, well done, Harmony. So good. Uh, yeah, you did really well with that. And yeah, I loved how clear you were with him uh, asking questions. And it's interesting how people get taught live for Christ, don't live for the world, live for Christ, don't live for the world. And so that's what they naturally think. I got to live for Christ and not for the world to be saved. And so I'm glad that you really asked that clarifying question later on about that. Do we, is it living for Christ? And he's like, yeah, it is. No, it's not. And then you're able to really help him out showing that, which is good. How do you think it went? Well, uh, I know I talk a lot. <laughs> I, try to, I try to ask more questions than monologue. Uh, but I think I still tend to do that. But um, I think you did well with questions. I didn't think, I didn't see you to thank you in monologuing. So that was good. Oh, well, praise the Lord. 
Um, yeah, you put, helping put that question at the end really helped me because, you know, it's always good to have extra eyes. That's why I think I like pairing up. I love team training so that we can be the eyes and stuff like that. But I think it went really well. Um, but yeah, praise the Lord. I, oh yeah, go ahead, Ryan. I want to listen to your input. No, I was going to say Isaac will put him maybe with in room four or something like that. He was, who he was with someone. Zach, but Zach had to go. So maybe put him into room four. And then they can go into another room with because there's going to be four people in there. So maybe they can split up into two pairs. But yeah, Hummy, what I liked also was your fireball answer. Remember that? Um, so the fireball one where he you ask him, so what should you say to God? And then you brought it, you showed the picture of the fireball without Jesus. What's the only thing saving you from your punishment? He's like, well, Jesus. And then and then you revealed it. You're like, yeah, that was cool. I liked how you did that. <laughs> I do that sometimes because, like, obviously we do trust in what Jesus has done. But whenever people just want to keep pointing to themselves, although, you know, at one point you're just like, okay, it doesn't seem like they're really, like, pointing to their trust, but they just, they're saying it. Um, but just holding up that picture and showing them, like, it's not our trust that's saving us. It's who we're trusting in. So it's very mm -hmm. helpful to have these pictures on hand. That's so good. That's really good. And I was just going to mention, press the socials button. You press the neegod.net link one, and that's good, but press the socials because it actually then tells them it's TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube because he didn't know. He's like, what's this? Is that just a website? He didn't know that was the social media link as well. So, yeah, that's just good a good point. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, I thought you were really clear. You're you're really competent, Harmony. Um, I think you witnessed clearly, and yeah, you're rightfully excited because he came to understand the good news of the gospel. So, well done. God is good all the time, indeed. And everyone in the chat is was encouraged by that conversation too. All right, let's see who we speak to next. Forty-one thousand people on, so big mission field, indeed. Now I don't have a butterfly on this cover. It's okay. There might be a butterfly somewhere lurking around those trees, so that might satisfy harmony. <laughs> Lord, please save this next person, if that be your sovereign will. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hey there. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? Are you a Christian yourself? Yeah, I'm LDS. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm a Christian too. And so um, do you think that you'll go to heaven? Uh, it depends on what I do in my life, but I hope so, yeah. Yeah, because we definitely want to go to heaven. That's going to be beautiful there. Would you say that you've been a good person? Mostly. Mostly, yeah, pretty good. And that's why, thankfully, God has given us his laws, like his rules for us to live by. So, for example, have you ever told a lie before? Of course. Me too. I've told many lies. Have you ever used a bad word before? Not cuss words. No? Not, never said a word? You're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Um, I've insulted people before, which I shouldn't have, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. true. We've been maybe yeah, rude or disrespected someone. That's true. Now, I've done the same. I'm not judging you at all. But if God was to judge you based on those standards, those laws, would you be innocent or guilty? 
guilty. Yeah. And so since we're guilty, do we deserve to be rewarded or punished? I think that we can um, be forgiven if we repent. I agree. There is definitely a way to be forgiven, 100%. When you said repent, do you mean like asking for forgiveness? Is that what you meant? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe think of it like this. In a court of law, if a criminal is found guilty and he then asks the judge for forgiveness, would the judge just let him go free? No. No, because he's got to punish the criminal. And that would be the same with God. It's good that we ask God for forgiveness, but it doesn't make us innocent of the sins that we've done, does it? And so if we're guilty of breaking God's law, um, we, we deserve his punishment, right? Mm-hmm. And so does that punishment sound like heaven or hell? Well, it depends on what he chooses to, which kingdom he chooses to put us in. Okay. Would you say that there is a hell? Yeah. Yeah. And so would you say that the punishment for breaking God's law is hell? or? It depends on what, but generally, yes. Yeah. Because it's like this. Um, like it says in the Bible that even all liars will have their place in the lake of fire. And so if we've mm-hmm. lied, wouldn't hell be what we deserve if God gave us justice? Well, Christ is our advocate. You're right, 100%. So there is a way to get forgiven, 100%. And we'll talk about it in just a second. But if we didn't have Christ as our advocate, would we deserve to go to hell? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we deserve. You're 100% right. But Christ is our advocate, which you're spot on. He died on the cross for our sins. So if Jesus takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you to still get? Zero. Right. So then if you don't have to go to hell anymore... And where do you get to go to? Heaven. Right. And what heaven is, heaven is simply the dwelling place of God. So wherever God is, that's what heaven is. And so why do you get to go to heaven then? Interesting. Slowly getting her around, but unfortunately she didn't want to stick around to hear the rest of the good news. Uh, Lord, Lord, we pray that you'd save that girl. May she come to understand that she needs Christ to be the one who tr- who pays for her sins, not her repentance, not her good deeds or anything else that the Mormon, might, Mormon church might tell her. In Jesus' name, amen. Yo. Yo, what's up, bro? Hey, man. Hey, what's your name? My name's Ryan. What's yours? My name is Alexander. Hey, Alexander. Nice to meet you, man. Are you a Christian yourself? No, I'm actually a Catholic. Okay, fair enough. Oh, well, nice to meet you, man. And so can I ask you then, do you think you'll go to heaven? Yes. Oh, sweet, man. So you'd say you're like 100% certain you'll go to heaven no matter what? Uh, yeah, 100%, I think. I think? There's a little, I think, at the end. Of well, the day, like uh, it's, like, it's, it's like 90%, like 90%. 90. Yeah. Because, okay. like, you never know. All right, and why? Well, I mean, it's just solely based on faith, you know. Like, yeah, like, yeah it's just basically faith. Faith. But I have faith that that I'll go to heaven. Because I think God is infinitely trustworthy, isn't He? Yeah. So if we have our faith in what Christ has done—that He died for our sin. We know that he's not going to break that promise and say, whoops, I didn't mean to say that. Like, he's going to keep his word, right? Yeah. So what do you think could get you sent to hell, though? 
Um, just like not believing in him. Yep. Not like doing any actions or works. Okay, so not doing any actions or works. Because would you say if God was to look at your life and everything you've ever done, would you say that you deserve heaven or hell? Probably hell. Yeah. I would even get rid of the word probably. I'd say based on how I've lived, I definitely deserve hell. Because his standard, God's standard is perfection. Would you agree? Yes. I think if we looked across our life, we would see that we're very far from perfect. We, like, have you ever been angry with someone before? Yes. Yeah, ever used a, a curse word? Yeah. Yeah, even looked at someone with lust before? Yeah. So we're, we're very far from perfect. And so we definitely deserve hell for all those sins, the Bible says. How do you think we could avoid that hell that we rightfully deserve? By trusting in Jesus. Yeah. What do, we, what do we have to trust about him? That he died on the cross for us. Yeah. And did he take 100% of your punishment? Yeah. So then how much punishment remains for you to get? Zero. So if you trust that, how sure could you be that you're going to heaven when you die? Wait, can you repeat that? So if you do trust that Jesus took 100% of your punishment... How sure could you be that you'll go to heaven when you die? Very sure. You could be 100% sure, right? Not even just 90. You could be, I'm 100% because Jesus will do what he's promised. That he's already done what he said he would do, and that was die for my sin. And yeah. would, you, would you agree that we just receive this by faith, by trusting what he's done for us? Well, I do think that it's faith, but I also would think that our actions and our works towards our faith would also impact our ability to get into heaven. Okay. I think it's really helpful, though, to see that heaven and eternal life is a free gift from God. Would you agree that it's a free gift? Yeah. Yeah. So if I was to tell you, here's $20, it's a free gift, but you have to wash my car to get it. Would that $20 really be a free gift? No. No, you're working for it. So in the same way, if we had to do good deeds to get the gift of heaven, it's no longer a gift anymore, is it? No. But we know it is a gift, which means good deeds cannot be a requirement to get the gift of salvation. I'll give you a verse in the Bible that explains exactly that. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. But then why would the Bible say that faith without works is basically dead? Yeah, so what James is saying there in James 2 is showing that there's going to be two kinds of people who claim to be Christians. One, those who are genuine and those who aren't. Those who are just claiming to be believers but aren't really. How do you know who's, who's genuine? Well, those who are genuine will start living differently. They'll begin to produce good works and avoid sin. Not perfectly, but they'll be increasing in that. And so works then are just an evidence of faith, but they're not an, a requirement to go to heaven or getting us any closer to heaven. Does that make sense? 
Um, I mean, I guess. Yeah. It's like if someone claims to be a vegetarian today, well, they're going to eat different food than yesterday. Right? They're going to start, if they're just continuing to eat what all the meat every single meal, it shows they're not really a vegetarian. And so if someone claims to be a believer and they have no interest whatsoever in living for the Lord or serving him, that would just be a claim that they're not really a believer. It would just show that. Yeah, that's true. But according to this verse, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, do works have any part in getting us into heaven? Mm, no. No, you're right. Because to think that works are needed is to say, Jesus, you haven't done enough to get me into heaven. I'm making up the difference by what I do. And that's not to fully trust them, is it? Wait, quick question. Are you Protestant? I just call myself a Christian. I usually avoid other kind of labels, call myself a Christian. But no, I'm not a Roman Catholic and I'm not an Orthodox. And so you could say, therefore, I'm Protestant because I'm not either of those. Um, but I just I don't use the label Protestant usually. I just call myself a Christian because that's the label that the Bible gives to those who believe in Jesus. Yeah. So, so would you agree with me on that point then, that we say by grace through faith and not by works? Yeah. Good, good. So let's say today, man, you're trusting in Jesus that he died for your sin. Tomorrow you then do five more sins and then you died. Would you go to heaven or hell? Heaven. Yeah, why still heaven? Because I have faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah, and those five sins you do tomorrow, why don't they get you sent to hell? I'm sorry? So those five sins that you do tomorrow, why don't they send you to hell? Because Jesus paid for them. Yeah, you got it, man. Well, good answer. Very good answer. So then what if someone doesn't trust that Jesus paid for all their sin? Where do they go? They get punished. Yeah, they go to hell. And so since you don't want to go to hell, when should you start trusting that he paid for all of your sins? Now. Yeah, good answer, man. Very good answer. So if you're standing before God today, and he asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? That I fully believe in you. I have faith in you. I love you. All right. Now think about your answer. Do we go to heaven because of what we do for God or what he's done for us? What he's done for us. All right. So if our answer is because I've done this, I've loved you, I believe in you, we're really pointing to what we've done for him, right? Yeah. Which is still to trust basically in ourself. So what should you say then, without pointing to yourself, if God asked you, why should I let you into heaven? Because you came to this earth and died on the cross for us. Yeah. And saved us from hell. You got it, man. That's the reason. What Christ has done for you, not what you've done for him. You got it, man. Yeah. So then, how sure are you right now that you'll go to heaven when you die? 100%. Yeah, you can be 100% because it's got nothing to do with your good deeds or your works. It's all to do with what Jesus has done. That's why we can have confidence and certainty of salvation. 
Yeah. So, so then, does somebody have to get baptized to go to heaven? Um. No. You're right. You're right. Because baptism doesn't wash away any sins. Jesus washes away our sins. Uh, baptism is just a declaration of our faith to the world. It's a way of identifying to the world that we are a Christian, but not something that saves us. Let's say, though, you had a friend who said to you that he thinks he's going to heaven because he's a good person. Would that friend go to heaven or hell? Um, can you repeat that again? Sure. Let's say a friend said to you, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Would that friend go to heaven or hell? Uh, hell. Yeah. Good answer. And why? Because he trusted in himself, not Jesus. Well done. Good answer. But let's say you had another friend who said, I think I'm going to heaven because of two reasons. First reason is because Jesus died for me. Second reason is because I'm a good person. Where would he go? Heaven or hell? Heaven. Now, is he trusting only in Jesus to get him into heaven? No. no he's trusting 50% in Jesus and 50% in himself. So then, does he really believe that Jesus died for all of his sins? But then, why would Jesus put us on this earth if all we have to do is just believe in him? Because he gets the glory then. If we've done exactly zero good things to get ourselves into heaven, that Jesus did it all for us, who gets all the credit? Jesus. Yeah, that's why he set it up this way. If we got to heaven because of what we've done, even partly, we get credit. We, we can boast about that. And God doesn't want us to get the credit. He wants to get all the credit, which is fair enough. He does get it. But now, good works are important. We should do good works, but not to get to heaven. We do good works because we are going to heaven. That's what the next verse in Ephesians 2 says. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So we're created for, we were saved for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we mm -hmm. can now live for the Lord here, not as a way to get to heaven, but because we are. And as a way of then thanking God for what he's done to save us. Make sense? Right. Yeah. So then that friend who thinks it's Jesus plus being a good person, where does he end up? Hell. Yeah. So think back at the beginning of this conversation. But like, but, but they like believe in Jesus. Uh, like... I don't think that they're deserving of punishment if they believe in Jesus. But what it means to believe in Jesus is not just believe the fact that he lived and died on the cross and rose from the dead. That's not like like believing in like Jesus. what if what if like a guy like he like kills like five people but before he dies like he believes that Jesus Christ is his Lord and Savior compared to like a guy who is living like he lived his life well he was a good guy but he suddenly died like the guy who lives his life good is going to go to hell while the guy who killed five people is going to get to heaven the reason like, is because no one has lived their life good jesus said this you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect if perfection is a standard of goodness 
Has anyone ever been a good person besides Jesus? No. No. So therefore, whether you've, whether you've murdered somebody or whether you've simply told one lie, either way, you both deserve hell. There's different degrees of punishment in hell, but still you both deserve hell for eternity. Which is why the murderer and the liar both are not entitled to heaven. But God offers it to anyone as a gift if they're willing to accept it. But you actually reject the gift by trusting half in yourself and only half in Jesus. It's like this. If you told me that you were going to buy me a ticket to a concert, but I wasn't exactly sure if you really were. So I just to make sure, I went ahead and bought my own ticket. Was I really trusting you? No. In the same way, if we think, hey, look, I'm not exactly sure if Jesus dying for me is enough to get me to heaven. I'm going to make sure I do enough good deeds as well to go to heaven. Are we really trusting Jesus? No. No, and that is why. Where does a person who believes Jesus plus good deeds, where do they end up? Hell. Yeah, you got it. So then that was... So so, So would I end up in hell? Because so, I'm a Catholic. No, no, but well, this is the thing. I'm hopefully your mind has changed in this conversation. Because if you had died before this conversation started, where would you have ended up? I don't know. Well, think back at the beginning of this conversation. What did you think was the reason you'd go to heaven? Action plus faith. Yeah. So therefore, you weren't fully trusting that Jesus has done everything needed for you to go to heaven. So if you had died, where would you have gone to? I don't know. Well, where, you where do you trust- think? Well, if you were, you weren't just like in that example, I wasn't trusting you when you said you'd actually buy me the ticket if I went ahead and tried and bought my own. So we're not really trusting Jesus if we think our actions are needed for us to go to heaven to make sure we go there. So therefore, you you would have ended up in hell, man, if you died before this chat. But I'm glad we've been able to have this chat. Because now, what are you trusting in to get you into heaven? Faith. Yeah. In what, In what though? In Jesus Christ. Yeah. And what, is that the only reason you'll go to heaven? Yes. Well, if you are trusting that, man, then if you died right now, where do you think you would go? Heaven. Yeah. Would you say you're 100% sure you'll go to heaven? <clears throat> I'm sorry? Would you say you're 100% sure now you're going to heaven? Yeah. Well, man, if that's the case, if that's what you're believing now, then that would make this conversation like a turning point in your life. Uh, I guess so. This is why Christianity is good news. Every other religion, Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, they all teach it's based on what you do. You having to try and earn your way into heaven. Christianity, it's a free gift from God. Not based on what you do then, but based on what he's done for you. Right. And so that's why we shouldn't try and make, we shouldn't turn Christianity into another religion, which teaches work salvation. We should believe what it says, say by grace, through faith, not by works. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so knowing this now, this makes us you it makes you want to do good deeds 
makes you want to do good works because you love Jesus. You're thankful that he would give up his life to save you. But you're not doing it as a necessity to go to heaven. Do you read your Bible much yourself? Not that much. No. Sadly. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Um, what I encourage you to do, change that from this day on. If you're now truly trusting in Jesus alone, make it a daily habit for the rest of your life to read your Bible every day. Which Bible do you recommend? Like which version? I like the ESV, um, English Standard Version, just because it's, it's a literal translation, but it's also, I find it readable um, to understand. So that would be one I'd recommend if, if you don't have one. All right. And start in the book of John. New Testament, fourth book of the New Testament is the book of John. You'll learn a lot from that. And just read at least the chapter every single day, and that will help you to grow. Do you think you'll start reading it every day? Yeah, I'll try to. Good. That'll be good for you. Say to yourself, no Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. If you kept keep that as a rule, I guarantee you'll read your Bible every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, think about your family and friends. If you were to ask them why they think they'll go to heaven, what do you think their answer would be? My friends are Catholics, so probably faith and works. Right. So if they die today, where are they currently going? Hell. So what could you do to help them not go there? Tell them that it's not their actions that get into heaven, but it's their faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And what, and what he did for us. Yeah, exactly. Just say, it's not what you've done that gets you to heaven. It's what Jesus has done that gets you into heaven. Yeah, and the, you only receive that by faith, not by works. That would be a good thing to share with them, man. Why is Catholicism the biggest religion? I mean, like the biggest like <laughs> religion in like Christianity? I think it's because... People like tradition and they like to just be told what they should believe and do without having to really study the scriptures for themselves. That's why generally Catholics don't read the Bible much compared to, say, a Protestant who, who generally will be reading the Bible every single day. Um, and also it appeals to people's pride because if you think that you get to heaven partly because of what you do, it makes you feel good when you do those good deeds. And so people want to hold on to that idea rather than seeing it's a free gift. It's not my good deeds. Because that requires humility to come to that point where you say that you've done nothing to get yourself to heaven. Jesus did it all for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we always got to check it with the Bible. Check everything with the Bible. Do you yeah. go to a church yourself? Yeah, I go to a Catholic church. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's a Polish church. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what I think you'll find is if you know that they teach that it's works as well and you now know that Scripture teaches otherwise, I think you'll become frustrated at the Catholic Church. I keep continuing to go there. So I just recommend finding a good Bible-believing church instead that you could go to. Mm -hmm. But you can try and reach out to the, your family and friends. Bring them to the truth as well. Yeah. yeah. That's good, man. That's awesome. I'm so glad that 
you know, out of 43,000 people and you happen to be searching at this right time that we could have this awesome conversation today. Yeah, I watch your streams every day. Oh, wow. Praise God, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I follow you on TikTok and YouTube. Hmm. Oh, good. Good, good, good. And so now have the pieces kind of all clicked together and understood, understood it? Yeah. Good, 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 good. Yeah, man. Now, do you have any questions you want to ask? No. Yeah. Awesome. Have you do you do you sometimes talk into the YouTube chat as well? Uh yeah, sometimes. Awesome. What's what's I was your trying name? To, I was trying to I was trying to join your Discord. Oh, cool. Well, now you'll yeah. be able to if uh, you now understand the gospel and believe it. Yeah. Um that's awesome. Maybe you could uh, reapply uh, the application again with the different answers yeah 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 what, what is your name by the way on discord if you, yeah, my. uh right now it's um a w c o okay cool it, it used it used to be a l u s alus oh yeah yeah, yeah man. well that's good well i'm so glad that god's brought you to the truth and so my name, yeah, so your name again was, my name's Ryan, what was your name? Alexander. Alexander, that's right, cool, Alexander. That's so cool, man. Yeah, so any any questions or any thoughts? No, man, I was just hoping to talk to you. Hey, God is good, God is good. And so now you see, yeah, you wouldn't be, you're not really a Catholic anymore, you're a Christian. I would apply the label Christian to you if you are trusting in Jesus now to save you yeah that's good that's good to hear so just remind me if god was to ask you why should i not send you to hell for all of the sins that you've done what would you say to him because i have complete faith in you and faith for what you you did would you point to your faith or would you point to what jesus did for you what jesus did for me because if you point to your faith you can you're almost turning faith into like look at me i've got such great faith so don't point to what you've done. Point to what? What would you say to God if he asked you, why should I not send you to hell? Because of what you did for me? Yes, Jesus died for my sins. That's the reason. And that shows that your faith is completely in Jesus to save you from hell and not in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Now, does somebody have to um, ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? um no you're right you're right um is there any need to go to confession then Mm, no no there's not because by going to confession we're almost thinking then that you aren't forgiven already by jesus if you need to go to confess and to get the priest to forgive you yeah so there's no need to go to confession um, now it's still good to say sorry to God when you sin, yes, but realize that's not getting you forgiveness. You've already got the forgiveness when you believed in Christ. Yeah. And nothing can separate you from his love, the Bible says. Neither height nor depth, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers will be able to separate us from the love of Christ. Which is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, well, Alexander, thanks so much for this awesome conversation. 
um feel free to if you have, think of any other questions no you thank you man in the, the chat but yeah you can join the discord server or re refill out the application i'm sure that um you'll be able to be approved into that then yeah cool man awesome it's been a pleasure god bless you man yeah god bless you too have a nice day you too Oh, that was so sweet. It was a good chat there with Alexander and so good that he's been tuning into the streams then got to have this conversation just to clarify this amazing gospel message that the Bible presents. I'm going to pray for Alexander now. Heavenly Father, thank you for the great chat it was with him, with Alexander. Lord, we pray that he would be trusting Christ alone now to pay for his sin. May he realize that, um, yeah, this... This amazing message is not something that we work for. Salvation is not something we earn. Thank you, Lord, that he's come to see that now. Help him now to get into your Bible every day without fail. May he see it as more precious than eating food every day. And help him to now be a witness to his family, his friends, and others that he knows who are maybe stuck in the Catholic tradition of trusting in works. And may they see the same beauty that he's come to understand of trusting in Christ alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I will save the world to come despite the sin that I have done. But there is grace awaiting me, awaiting me. Oh, who call upon the Lord will rise to life with peace assured. There is grace awaiting me, awaiting me. Grace to welcome from the Father. Grace, forgiveness, full and free. Wow, God is good. God is good. I've noticed that there was a comment in the chat from Steve. Steve said he grew up in a workspace household himself, and it made no sense to him, so that's what turned him to atheism, right, back before. And he should have turned to the Bible for truth, but then praise God, Steve came to hear the gospel back when he was listening to our streams in 2020. It's so good to have him still here. God is God is amazing bringing people like Steve, Alexander, and others to faith. Harmony, how was that? Hey, man. Hey, that was really encouraging. Obviously, we don't know how any chat's going to go. And so just to hear that guy just, you know, saying he's a Catholic and then just clinging to most of the things we hear Catholics talking about. And, um, yeah, a lot of Catholics we speak to can be hard-hearted and just not wanting to be reasoned with. But this guy, the Lord softened his heart and he was able to understand the gospel. And that was really, really encouraging. Yeah. I, I think seeing the concept of if it's a gift, it cannot be then something you got to work for. And it's it's a distrust of Jesus as well to say, hey, I need to do something else. You haven't done enough. I think showing them that with those analogies can be useful.
Amen. I really loved how like he would make certain points and then you would you would talk on it like bringing out Ephesians. I think it was two eight nine. You brought that out. You spoke on it, and then um, he like went he like went to a different spot and like you touched on that. But then you kind of went back to Ephesians two eight nine, and then you went to the script. And so it's just really cool how the script is like it. I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Like you can just go anywhere. Um, like according to the Bible to it, although we don't want to stick too much to the Bible, we want to stick to the script. Um, and it's a really helpful aid for having any type of chat. So um, that was really awesome. Yeah, praise God. And and so with, uh, with people who already accept the Bible as scripture, like he did, it made sense for me to go, okay, I'm going to show the biblical basis of why I'm saying what I'm saying. This is not just my idea. This is scriptural. So if someone who already accepts the Bible, it makes sense to point out scriptures like that. But if I'm chatting to an atheist or like a Muslim or someone who just does, who rejects the scripture, there's no need for me to give him a Bible verse because he doesn't even believe. He's like, oh, I reject that. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what Harmony was talking about there. Yeah, no, that's, that's helpful. Um, Harmony, thank you for that. His comments. It's also convicting too, because in chats like that, where someone does approve the Bible, like you want to make sure you're studying the Bible yourself and knowing like the verses and context of stuff to bring it out. So it's also convicting as well. That's what evangelism does. It helps you to know scripture better, doesn't it? To think, oh, okay, where would I go to in the Bible to support this? or that idea, or respond to this. He brought up James 2. Well, you need to know what James 2 is about and to be able to respond to it. Yeah. It's why I think even God allows there to be false teachers that exist, so that it might make true Christians get into their Bible to see, is that true or is that not? And it gets us into the Word. So we're not lazy. I thought it might be good just to quickly answer Render's question or Unfazed's question before we get Harmony into another quick chat. <laughs> um, I might ask you this one, Harmony. His question is, uh, he did a sin and he's slowly therefore not reading his Bible as much now. I want to read the Bible. I do read it, but I read less every day. Any tips? So what would yeah. you say to him? Well, it's kind of like eating, like sometimes you're comfy in your bed or you're doing something. You're like, oh, I don't feel like getting up and like, you know, getting something to eat. But, you know, you should and you know that you need you need to. And so you wouldn't make an excuse to not eat. I mean, it's, it's important. You need to be nourished and we should be even more so not making an excuse or, you know, just putting off reading the Bible, even though like you want to you, you should even whenever you feel like you you don't need to, or if you try to make reasons, that's actually whenever you need to read it the most. So I'd encourage you not to walk, but to run to your Bible and get into it as soon as possible because God's word is more important than food itself. That's a good good answer. I noticed he connected it with he sinned and it made him not want to read. That's, that's Satan's strategy of, you're not worthy to read the Bible. Look what you just did recently. You're not worthy to pray to God. Would you look what you did recently? That's what Satan's trying to convince you of. What do you need to do to respond to that? Remind yourself of why you are acceptable before God. Not because you haven't sinned recently, but because Jesus died for all of your sins. 
And so don't succumb to that. Oh, I've sinned. I'm not. I'm not worthy to read his scriptures. You're not. But he gives it to you anyway. So go and read it every day, and go come before the Lord. Even if you've just sinned, come before him. Confess it to God. Know that you're still acceptable before him if you're trusting in Christ. All right, Harmony, your turn. Let's see who God allows Harmony to reach. Amen. Go for Let's it. All right. Oh, I forgot to fill out the last report. I will fill it out later. <laughs> but I'll do the intro music. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, there we go. So here we go. Uh, dear Father, I ask for your help in this chat. Um, may be glorified. May this person come to trust in you. And Lord, I ask for wisdom. And yeah, may I show this person perfect courtesy in your name. Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? Uh, well, it depends on your beliefs. Okay. If you believe in Jesus Christ, I die on a cross, then you should be saved. Okay. Do you do you believe that? I believe it. Yeah, me too. And so would you say that you're 100% sure that if you die today that you go to heaven? Yeah. Awesome. Why? Because I trust in Jesus and I know that he died on the cross for our sins. Yeah. Now, what if you do five more sins and die? Do you think you'd go to heaven or hell? If you still believe that he died for all of them, then you'll go to heaven. Yeah. Do you think we deserve heaven? No. No. What, what do we deserve? Hell. Yeah. And what if someone came to you today and they said, hey, I'm going to heaven for two reasons. One, because Jesus died on the cross for all of my sin, but also because I asked for forgiveness. Do you think they go to heaven or hell? I don't know. It's a tricky one. Yeah. Well, Give me the answer. I'm sorry. Give me the answer. Okay. So if Jesus offers to die for a hundred percent of our sin, how much of our trust should be only in what he did? A hundred. Yeah. So was this person trusting a hundred percent only in what Jesus did? No. No. They were trusting in him how much? 50. Yeah. They mentioned Jesus. And so they didn't only mention him. Where would they be going? Hell. Yeah. Spot on. Do you think someone has to share the gospel to go to heaven? No. Spot on. And so since doing good stuff. Yeah, yeah, you do. Since doing good stuff and stopping sinning plays your part and you go into heaven, why do you want to do these things? Just to be better yourself. Yeah. And don't you think good, sorry? Clear the mind, bro. Yeah. You want to but... peaceful, you don't want to die thinking like, damn, I was a piece of shit. Mm, yeah, but if Jesus dies for your sin, don't you think that you're thankful for what he's done? Yeah. Yeah, and so he dies for your sin. What do you want to do for Jesus because he's died for you? You want to not sin for him. Yeah. Um. By the way, how many sins do you think that you have to commit to be deserving of hell? One. Yeah, spot on. So would you say that you've ever lied before? Mm-hmm. Have you All ever, the time. Yeah, me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yep. Have never. You, you've never been it's angry with someone? Are you lying to me now? No. Nah. Sin. Uh, have you ever said a swear word before? Yep. Five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to make sure I pointed that out. By the way, I'm no better than any of you guys. I'm the worst sinner. But 
what did it cost Jesus so that you wouldn't have to take the punishment for that sin? Hell, pretty much. Well, he went through hell. He went, he basically dying on the cross, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, what if, what if you died today and stood before God and he said something scary to you? Like, why should I not send you to hell right now? What do you think you'd say to him? I would say you should, but Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Okay. I believe in that. That's awesome. And uh-huh. what it, I'm going to ask you with the fancy glasses, why, if God would say, why should I let you into heaven? What do you think you'd say to him then? I, I think it'd be like something like this. Uh, I, I don't, I'd be shaky. I'd be like, you show me in for fudge. Uh, can't say that word. It's not, you, it's not that you can't. It's just that you shouldn't, right? Yeah. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah. So anyways, I'd, I'd be like, gosh, I don't even know. I'd be like, because Jesus died for me and everybody else. And I put my full trust in he died for me and my sins. That's yeah, yeah, pretty much spot on. Just to check real quick, is it our trust that's saving us, or is it who we are trusting in that's saving us? Who we are trusting, yeah. And so, do you think you could say something maybe shorter, just pointing to what Jesus did rather than what you did? Hello, oh, you lost on that question. Okay, so if God can you slow down, dumb it down. Yeah, so basically, whenever I asked your friend there, like, if God would say, why should I not send you to hell right now? What was your answer again? You? The one with glasses? No, the one without the glasses. Oh, I would say because Jesus died on the cross for all my sins and I trust him. Okay, well, you didn't You didn't say because I trust in him. You just basically said because Jesus died on the cross for all our sins. That's, that's all you said. Yeah. And so I was using your answer to be an excuse, not excuse, an example to your friend that that's the right answer to basically say. It's just what Jesus has done. Our trust Mm -hmm. isn't saving us. It's who we're trusting in. Do you guys have a Bible at home? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I don't. You you don't? No. Why not? Actual Bible action bible but like okay but not like so like my family's not super religious so they don't you know i'm the reason like i helped him with his beliefs in jesus and god and all that wow that's awesome well keep going on with that but yeah do you think that reading your bible is important to do um yeah i think it is i think most of us should but i feel like a lot of us don't yeah how often would you say you read it not very often when do you- once in a moon once in a blue moon. Can you imagine only, only eating like once in a blue moon? That'd be horrible. Yeah. And so your physical food is pretty important to you, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think you could live off of a breadcrumb every day? No. No. And so in the same way, but even more so, the Bible is our spiritual food. It's more important than our physical. And so do you think that you should just be living off of a Bible verse a day or at once every blue moon? No. No, you don't even want to just live off of a Bible verse, although it is God's word and it's important. You actually want to read it as much as you can and read it more than like once every blue moon. You want to read it every day, just like you need to eat every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you think you'd start reading if you'd open up your Bible today? First page. First page. Genesis is good, but I'm also going to encourage you to read John 
so you can just be refreshed on what you've been proclaiming today of what Jesus did and how it's only by what he's done. And so, yeah, I'd encourage you both to read it. Are you going to church? Uh, my family doesn't go to church. We go for like holidays, but that's about it. Yeah. Now, would you say that you're able to get to church though? Yeah. My grandma would take me. That's awesome. Now, what do you think your church teaches is the only way to heaven? Is it saying, do they say that it's only through what Jesus did or did they add in other stuff? They say it's only through what Jesus did. That's awesome. It, it always doesn't hurt to double check though. So go up to your pastor and say, Hey, why would God let someone into heaven? If he says anything besides what Jesus has done, are they teaching the right way to heaven? No. No? Yeah, you're right. Spot on. Um, by the way, I did ask you earlier if you go do like five more sins. But what if you go do like a thousand more sins in these next five years? Do you think you go to heaven or hell? Heaven. Heaven? Okay, why? Because he's not going to die for five more. He's going to die for every single one. Yeah, not just your past ones, but your future ones as well. Spot on. Um, you said you're going to church. It's good that you're going to church. Um, um, yeah, I, I'm just going to encourage you to keep going to church. Sorry, my mind got kind of raffled. But um, yeah, what were your names? Uh, Hunter and Blake. Hunter and Blake. Nice to meet you guys. I'm Harmony. Um, do you guys have any questions on anything? You got like a TikTok? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, we're yeah. actually, Hunter and Blake, we're actually live streaming right now. So a lot of people just were encouraged about how you are trusting in Jesus. And if you guys, I'd actually encourage you to stay off this website and come join us to share the gospel with other people. We do free training and it's a joy to do. Uh, you get to serve God. And so, yeah, I'm going to encourage you both to join on in. All right. Okay. All right. You guys don't have any questions or anything? Nope. We're good. Thank you. All right. Join on. We're about to do Bible trivia Kahoot and answer a lot of questions. All right. Okay. Thank all you. Right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> hey, Hunter. Well done, Abby. Oh, thank you, Ryan. I didn't know where to go, but I was just like pulling out random stuff. Um, but do you think that... it went well? It went well. I think you got through the major checks with them, so that was good. And you got to encourage them to get into the Bible and and also to be, get part of the church or attend it regularly. So yeah. well done. Praise God. Do you think I? No, I don't have enough time to jump and do another one. I'm like, let's keep going. <laughs> no. Well, what I was going to say, I liked how you checked each person. Mm. That you said, hey, the one with the glasses, hey, just to check because. You could tell one was a bit more knowledgeable than the other. Yeah. And so it's helpful to do that sometimes because someone can be just answering and you think both understand, but actually only only one might. And that's why you can isolate them like you did. And that helped to see if they both understood the message or not. Yeah. Praise God. And it, it all worked so like so well. It was so encouraging to find like-minded believers. Hopefully they joined training. I pray they would. We could always use more laborers. But yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we're going to do final questions now, and then we're going to get the Kahoot game started. Okay, what do we got? How many? All right. Over Dragon asked, is an Anglican, I think I said that right, church good? It depends which part of the world you're in. So like in Brisbane, where we are, Anglican churches are very liberal and gone. They have like rainbow flags at the front. 
but in other parts of the world, like in Sydney, they're much more conservative. So it depends which part of the world you're in. All right. Corey asked, should your sins in video games be treated the same way in your sins in real life? Depending what you're meaning by that. <laughs> so if your character in the game is like jaywalking or something like that, like obviously that's a game that's different to reality. But if you're swearing while you're playing a game, you're getting angry, hating people, that's a real life sin that you should not be doing. Yeah, and there are also other video games that have them doing stuff with other people and stuff, so you wouldn't want to be doing that either. Just wanted to add that in there because I've seen that. Um, Overdragon asked, uh, what do you actually do in church? So church is an awesome thing where we get to be with other believers. You get to hear God's word being preached. And this is what's different, I think, also in Christian churches compared to, say, Orthodox or Catholic churches. They, For them, it's like very solemn going in there, very sad. and this isolation from one another, not really warm celebration, but in Christian churches, it's like a, a gathering, it's a celebration, singing praise to God. We're singing songs, hearing the word being preached, the Bible being read out, fellowship with one another afterwards. It's that joyful thing as a community of believers, a way of encouraging one another as we see the day approaching. All right. John Carl asked, if I pray that God will pass, that I will pass my exams and I didn't pass the exam, what does that mean? You didn't study enough. That's simply what it means. Next question is from Austin. He asked, is country music considered secular music? If it, secular music is just any music that doesn't relate to God. So it could be. It, there may be country Christian music too, and there's country secular music. Now, secular music is not in, inherently sinful as long as it hasn't got bad themes, bad lyrics, swearing, things that might cause you to sin. Avoid that kind of music that has that. And I think, Harmony, were there a couple other questions in the chat that haven't been carried over yet? Uh, yeah. Uh, so this one was from Madison. It says, is Pure Flix okay to watch movies from? I think that's more of a U.S. thing. I don't think, we, I haven't really tried that. But I think, is that is that where they cut out the swearing and stuff? Or what is it? It's kind of like Christian Hallmarky type stuff. And I would say no, because more of it's just like off of like charismatic like feelings and stuff. And they bring out a, a Bible verse. Oh, God supports you. Uh, stuff like that and it's so it it's might not. depend on the specific movie some may be solid on there they might have some solid ones on there um it would just depend on the on the specific movie i guess yeah uh also there was a question from isaac why is there memes on tiktok about ohio you tell me i haven't seen that <laughs> yeah i don't watch tiktok um there was a question from uh sylvester he said i'm singing songs and playing the electronic pipe organ which is a musical instrument in my church is it pleasing god what does the bible say about singing songs and playing musical instruments yeah it says in the book of psalms praise god with the harp and the lyre and with with the tambourine tambourine and any other musical instrument praise the lord so yes um the Bible doesn't say that you can't have musical instruments in church. We see that 
it's in the book of psalms musical instruments being used to praise the lord but just make sure that the musical instrument isn't overbearing um, at the expense of people being able to sing the songs to the lord amen brody asked i have heard of predestination but i'm not sure what it means what it simply means is it's it's a it's a word and a concept found in the bible why do you believe the gospel as opposed to someone who hasn't believed the gospel? Is it because you're better? No, we're all equally sinners. Is it because you're smarter? No, because then you'd have reason to boast. Why is it that you believe when you heard the gospel and your unbelieving friend heard the same gospel, but he rejected it and you believed it? Because God had predestined you. What that simply means is that he chose to, before the foundation of the world, draw you in to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ so that you might believe and be willing to believe the gospel. Now, the unbelieving friend may come to faith later on in the life, and if they do, it shows that they have been predestined. But this is basically just explaining why we choose, why we believe, so that ultimately it's all of God, so God gets all the glory. Amen. Also, uh, Juan said, hi, Ryan. Just want to let you know. Oh, it's in your quiet. And Brayden asked, what would be a good convo question for me to have with a Muslim friend to try to turn him to Jesus? Ask him if he thinks he'll go to heaven when he dies. Because Muslims will say, oh, I'm not sure. It depends if I'm good enough. I say, well, let's just find out. Go through the laws like we do. Bring the knowledge of sin. Ask him, how can you solve it? He'll say, do more good than bad. Show him that doesn't work in a court of law, neither in God's courtroom. And then you can tell him the good news about Jesus. Amen. Um, Sylvester said, which type of preacher can I take baptism from? Any person who believes the gospel. Like there's not a set of of criteria like you need someone who's qualified or who can do who's got some sort of degree and only they can baptize you no it's any christian can baptize any other christian um, because it's not about the person doing it to you he's not transferring anything to you it's your public declaration of your faith alfie asked if being angry for acting is sinful being angry like as in acting like as in in a movie or something if you're an actor is it a bit wrong to be angry well i think everyone understands that that is part of the show or the play that you're part of and so that's different to real life madison said she asked uh what would you say is someone doubting predestination bible verses and such if you could support that i would just encourage them to read ephesians 1 and also Romans 9. And while you're at it, write, read John 6, 37 to 44. Uh, Zeke asked, who did Jesus worship? Jesus worshipped the Father, but Jesus also accepted worship himself because he is God. Uh, not just once did he accept worship, many times. He's called God. He's accepted. He accepts worship from people because he is the second person of the Godhead. All right. Austin asked, what does it mean to fast? Can you fast from anything like food, video games, etc.? You could withhold yourself from any of those things. Just realize it's not a command to do that. The Bible never commands you to withhold yourself from these things. It's something you can choose to do. 
Why people might do it is to focus then on prayer instead of eating. They focus on prayer for a time. Usually fasting is associated with mourning. If you're sad about something um, and you're wanting God to change something, sometimes people may choose to fast for that purpose. Um, Morgan asked, what is the importance of baptism and repentance? Does it play a role in salvation? No, baptism plays no role in you being saved. Baptism is that public declaration to tell the world that you're a Christian, but it does not wash any sins away. It does not even wash away original sin. Jesus dies for our sin. We receive that by faith and by faith alone. Now, what's repentance? Well, repentance biblically, the definition of it is a change of mind change of mind that will result in a change of action. And so it's when you go from unbelief to now believing in Jesus, that he died for your sin, you've repented. So repentance then is not praying and asking forgiveness, even though that's still a good thing to do. Amen. And our final question, yeah, our final question, it looks like it's from Min Ollie. And they asked, how do I know I'm not listening to false prophets on TikTok or anywhere? Check what they say with the Bible. You've got to be discerning. Check everything with the Bible because that's the standard. There is no such thing as a pope who is the ultimate authority or a patriarch or even your pastor at your church. Check what they say with the Bible. Check anyone with the Bible just to make sure it lines up with that. And that way you won't go astray. And if they teach something that's opposite to it and essential, now, if, the, if they teach something on a non-essential that you might just disagree with, that doesn't make them a false teacher. But if it's an essential, what's an essential? If they deny the Trinity, or if they deny salvation by grace through faith, they teach work salvation or something like that, they're disagreeing on an essential. That is what makes them a false teacher. All right. Good. There's rapid fire questions there, wasn't it, Harmony? <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to get into the Bible Trivia Kahoot game. Let's do that. Hey, Beck, who have you picked as our game host today? Is it Harmony? All right, Harmony, you're going to be our game host today. We're going to have some Bible Trivia. Now, we're going to pick the mode. We're going to pick the mode, the game mode we're going to do. I feel like we haven't done Tallest Tower in a little bit. So let's do Tallest Tower. Harmony, if you can oh, see Isaac. Um, Tallest Tower, select five minutes, Harmony. That would be good. And should be the latest one there. All right, so Harmony's going to give you a game code in a moment into the chat. Click on that, and that will be um, the, the way that you enter this Bible trivia. It's going to be lots of fun. Now, a, a hint with this one. Keep an eye on Harmony's screen when you need to place the blocks down to know where you should place the blocks. And keep an eye on which team you're on as well to know which where you should place the blocks. All right, Harmony. How long are we going to set this for? Five, five minutes? minutes? Yep, five minutes. Just let me sure. All right. Also, if you were encouraged by the chats today while this loads, join, join training. I was going to say join team training, but you have to train in order to be team trained. Um, I'm posting the link in the chats right now. One moment. 
You'll hear the music in a moment. All right, there we go. So far we have Brody, Ryan, Brandon, Becca, Daxton, Austin, Sylvester. Awesome. We have Team Fire, Team Sunshine, and Team Ocean. Wish I could change the names. I like changing the names for stuff sometimes. Might change this like Team Butterfly. This one to Team Butterfly. Maybe this one to Team Butterfly. <laughs> then we'll have a Team Moth. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, we have a Love Heart. We have Hudson, Mazelle. We have Sylvester, Austin, Brody on Team Fire. We have Alfie oh, and Butterfly. And Alfie, Julia. Oh, Senior One's on fire. Now we have Alfie, Julia, Aharon, um, Nathaniel, Jackson, Ryan, Ocean, and Sylvester Sniper King, Madison, uh, Alex and White. Um, oh, I'm guessing that's Alex and, um, uh, I always remember her name today. I'm not Megan. Alex and Megan. I'll leave them. Awesome. Um, Becca and Brandon. We need some more people on Team Sunshine to get this started. Oh, okay. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? We should start? We we'll just wait till everyone gets in. Sounds good. No one's Yeah, hello. I'm gonna sort my screens real quick too because it's kind of hard to see everyone. That should be good. Actually, it can't be because I don't see everybody. Okay. Okay, Ryan gave the thumbs up. All right, so let's get going in five, four, three, two, one. All right, here we go. Uh, yeah, you just build up the towers. You don't want to just build up on one side. You want to try to lay them down flat. If you lay them down flat, it's kind of like Tetris. Um, once you get a flat landing, it like adds, gives you points or whatever. Um, if a girl pops up in, you want to hit them with the block on the head. I think they're going to give an example. Yeah, so you just want to knock them out. But how you're able to see the gorilla is if you're looking at my screen. All right, so let's get started. Game time for Kahoot, y'all. Um, three, two, one. All right, team fire, team ocean, team sunshine. Let's go. Wow, everybody's going, laying down some nice foundation. Looks like Team Ocean is building really quickly, really fast. But Hello and, sorry, not Hello. Team Sunshine and Fire are on their heels. Well done. It's gonna be hard to go back and forth because this is just so active. You guys are really going fast. Oh no! The gorilla popped in. Okay. Um, I'll give you a hint of where the gorilla is. For the Team Fire, it's all the way to the right. Team Ocean in the middle. Team Yellow is slightly in the middle. I would say it's basically in the middle. Wow. Good job, um, Team uh, Fire. You actually unleashed the beast on Team Ocean, which is going to stall them for a bit. So hurry up, build, 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 build. Team Yellow, you were right there. And you did that one section. You guys are doing great. 
but Team Ocean is not letting that hold them down. They they need to get that one section on the end to the left on my side, I would say. But you also need to get it to the right too, so you guys should get that. Come on, Team Fire, you got this going. You guys are building it up as best as you can for the glory of God. That's all that matters. You're doing really well. Uh, I'm going to take a look to the side and just read a question of what you guys are going through. How many chapters in Genesis? Jesus said he is the way, the true... What else? Oh wait, sorry, that's the wrong question. He says he is the true one. Um, there's about three minutes remaining, less than three minutes. Team Ocean and Team Sunshine are just neck and neck, but Team Fire is coming on up. Another question is, how many times did Peter deny Jesus? Also, Jesus was fasting in the wilderness for how many days? Taking a peek over here. It looks like everybody's almost evenly grounded. Oh no! The monkey ape gorilla thing just popped in. Um, Team Fire, it's on your right. Team Ocean, it's also on your right. And Team Sunshine, it's on your left. Complete left, complete right. Keep going. Oh, half of the time. What does that even mean? But um, yeah, Team Fire got that gorilla again. And now it's taking out its... Um, yeah, it's taking out everything on Team Sunshine. But they got rid of it. Good job, Team Sunshine. Um, yeah, everybody's doing great. Um, Team Fire, I moved towards like the second area of your they got it. Uh, Team Ocean, I would say go for the second part of oh, and the last part actually. Wait, no, that's okay. Um, I don't know if that's working. Anyways, Team Sunshine, doing good. Just keep going, doing what you're doing. Um yeah. Team Ocean, you have that one gap right there you need to fill. It's the second part of the left in. That makes sense. But you're doing well. Okay, you guys are getting it. You guys are getting it. Keep going. You have about a minute and 30 seconds left. You guys are stacking it up high. Alright, why did everybody pause? What's going on? Okay, there you go. Keep going, keep going. Emotion has that one big gap you need to get. Girl is back. Team Fire all the way to the left. Team Ocean right in the middle. Team Sunshine all the way to the right. And Team Sunshine got it. Good job, Alex. Good job, Alex and Megan. Team Fire is finally paid back <laughs> from taking out Team Ocean and Team Sunshine. That didn't hold them down. It only took them like literally a few seconds to get rid of them. Good job, guys. We've got about 30 seconds left. 40 to 30 seconds. Here's some more questions. Um, what of the following has one chapter? Because it's in the Bible. Uh, which, uh, how many books are in the New Testament? How many books are in the Old Testament? Which disciple betrayed Jesus? 25, min 25 seconds remaining. <laughs> Come on, guys. The emotion, it looks like they're taking the lead, but they still do need to keep building on their foundation. Same with Ocean. I'm sorry, team, team Sunshine and Team Fire. You guys are doing well. Nine seconds left. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And time's up. I can't wait to see how this turns out. You guys did so good. All right, in third place we have Team Ocean. What? I thought.
thought you guys were at the top, but I think you're Oh, second place, we have Team Sunshine. And in first place, I wonder who it could be. Team Fire! Look how high they're going, guys! Okay, Team Ocean had 36 stories, Team Sunshine had 40, and wait a minute, I'm confused. Wouldn't it be a tie? Maybe because they got the monkeys. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think red and yellow got tied for first, 40 levels. Yeah. Oh, Mazel had the highest of 155, Ryan of 176, and Becca with 173. Good job. Hey, nice work, everyone. That was fun. How'd you guys go with that? Uh, just just clarifying, one of the questions there was, what is the longest, longest book of the Bible by chapter count? It should have said, rather than word. It should have said chapter count. There's an extra one. And that is Psalms. If it's by word count, it is the book of Jeremiah. But if it's by chapter count, it is the book of Psalms. All right. Hopefully you learned some things along the way. And good to see the rest of the team is back after having their exciting conversations. I'm looking forward to hearing how they went. Now, when are we on again? We're on again tomorrow at the time of 11 p.m. Eastern, that's 10 p.m. Central or 1 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you join us then for more Amigo Chats, Question Time, and another Kahoot game that we're going to be doing then. But let's do an outro question, which you guys have got for us. All right, yesterday, Nicholas suggested an outro question for us. And so this is what it is. What is your favorite thing? to put on bread what is your favorite thing to put on bread let us know in the chat um, and then we'll get the team that's here in the stream room to give their answers as they say goodbye to you all favorite thing to put on bread what would you say oh okay well just because i've it's easy to make um, and it's very tasty honey and peanut would would have to be my go-to but i don't mind also like cheese tomato and onion like a bruschetta oh delicious it's goodbye from ryan that's like that was what i was gonna say like a bruschetta like the nice like uh like a sorcery type of thing on top but for a basic thing first of all every time you have bread you must put butter on it um <laughs> butter always goes first and um cinnamon cinnamon sugar is really good just regular back back Harry, you're next. Yeah, I think uh, oh, jam or cheese or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Hagelslag. Um, Mauritius. <laughs> Goodbye from Harry. <laughs> Bye from Abraham. I would probably do something with chocolate, so like um, Nutella. Um, I think I like, um, avocado. Um, I don't have it very often, but it's good. Uh, for me, it'd be a classic peanut butter and jelly or avocado as well. It's delicious. See you later from Daxton. So what was the question again? Favorite thing on bread. I don't really know because I don't really eat bread. But I guess I would say like peanut butter and jelly. 
I'm a simple man. Just put some butter on there. <laughs> I would also say butter, but I did cook myself something for the first time in a while, and I cooked myself a breakfast sandwich. It wasn't half bad. So maybe egg and ham is the way to go? Don't know. Anyways, bye from Chris. <laughs> Lord willing, we will see you tomorrow. There's 17 people who served today. Um, some of them are in the room, but they left, so I'm just going to say who I think Zach Rubin, Nathaniel, not the one who just said bye, the one that has an IEL, uh, Mizell, Isaac, Glenn, who's doing something right now. I think that's everybody. Praise the Lord for more laborers, join team training. And I would say, I think I could go for some apple butter on bread on some nice toast. It, apple butter tastes really great, but also peanut butter and honey. Yeah, peanut butter and honey. like it. And Abraham, have you changed your beanie? It's a different beanie from before. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's like a black and green one. It's <laughs> awesome. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today, guys. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Between now and then, go and serve your king.